Hey guys, it's Katie and Kenny from the Haunted Heart Podcast, and we wanted to have a chat with you guys before we get started in today's episode about a really, truly scary topic. Now, you know we love scary shit on this show. Yes, definitely. But you know what's really scary? I Yes, well, there are a number of things, but please inform me. <laughs> Disaster recovery and relief efforts. For those of you who may not know, uh, there was a massive tornado that hit the Nashville, Middle Tennessee area a few weeks back. And unfortunately, it's not getting the news coverage that we feel it deserves uh, because of the coronavirus hysteria. So we just wanted to take a quick moment to call out that there are folks in Nashville who desperately need help. People who have lost their homes, people who have lost everything, basically, um, and they need help rebuilding. But in order to do that, they got to have cash. They got to have them funds, girl. They got to have them funds. So uh, we wanted to let you guys know if you're interested in making a donation, the best organization, well, I don't want to say best, that feels very judgmental, but the preferable, I guess, organization um, is the Community Foundation of Middle Tennessee, and they are running an emergency response fund um, for relief efforts related to the tornado. Um, and you can find them at cfmt.org. That's C as in Charlie, F as in Frank, M as in mother, T as in talking, which I'm doing too much of right now, .org. Um, and you can make a donation there via PayPal or a credit card, or if you want to donate by check, I don't know why you would, but if you want to, like through your bank, <laughs> okay. bill pay. Well, check yourself and leave some coin on that dresser for them. <laughs> you can make your check uh, payable to the Community Foundation of Middle Tennessee and mail it to P.O. Box 440-225, Nashville, Tennessee, 37244. Again, check out all the details at cfmt.org. And be well. To all of our listeners in Nashville and Tennessee, we're thinking of you. Yep. And we love you. Stay right. spooky, folks. Stay spooky. And on with the episode. Thank you for letting us in. I was burying bodies out in the desert. Neighbors claimed they practice witchcraft. Welcome back to the Haunted Heart Podcast, guys. Are you okay after last week's episode? Because I'm not, still. <laughs> not doing well. I'm, I'm not doing well. Um, not, not, not well at all. Uh, I just wanted to point out, tried to upload the episode, uh, and one of the audio clips that we inserted just dissected itself from the entire thing, post-production. Yeah. You? The, the one for UVB, the UVB the number Russian station. Yep. Yeah. It, I uploaded it. went it. up and then... Posted it to Patreon and everything. Man, I hope that's not like a pattern though, because then we'll be like, you'll hear the sound clip here. And then they hear just literally like 13 seconds well, of silence. And then another well, spooky fuck. thing is that when I uploaded it to our web hosting platform, uh, when I plugged it in... Something came up in the uh, description box, which nothing is supposed to come up in the description box because that's just the shit that you type. 
Yeah. But like I uploaded it and then like these weird numbers like 01101 it was binary. It was trying to send you a message. It's something like when was going you on. you should have put it in your binary code I decoder actually, from high school. I actually still might. You should. Uh, but I just am afraid of what it's going to say. <laughs> I don't want to know. I was too afraid. So, I hope you guys are doing okay. Uh, I hope you're still listening. Like to the I hope you haven't like sworn off sound waves cuz that would be a very poor business plan for us. I mean, actually. honestly, great. Just that's that's perfect. Just lead people away from listening to radio. Yeah. They're like Slash I'm, I'm out of this audio platform bullshit. I'm yeah. only watching cable. Nope. Only cable, uh only Netflix. And that's it. <laughs> no more. So hope you're doing okay, guys. Because it's it's scary out there. But <laughs> congratulations to you for gaining your uh, daylight back. Yes, I'm very pleased. I know. I know that our community is mixed about this. I know that we're a bunch of goths who love the darkness, and I love the darkness too. Nothing's better than a hot summer night. That is true. Um, working a little witchcraft. We don't need no clothes. We don't got to worry about no frostbite. We love it. Um, but it is nice. It is nice that it's light but later. For me, not for you. For you? <laughs> I feel like this hour is like a child that we have custody over. Yes. You know what I mean? And From it's a broken like, home. And it's yes. like it goes back and forth between us. And I just feel like I had to like give you custody. And I'm like, I don't know. Or like we switched. Like one child is from the darkness. One is from the light. And then like I've got the light child. And I'm just like sitting over here like you, you your mama's son. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. I'm uh, I'm very excited. Anytime that I can wear less clothing is a great time for me because no, I no. am a sweaty lady. Yeah, you do that anytime. So uh, <laughs> anyway, how you been? Not this winter. Actually, this winter I had to like, I, I keep having to wear clothes like around my house, which is not what I need to do. Like I've just been, it's just been so cold. That's the thing about losing weight, man. You get fucking cold. I feel like a, like a tiny wayfish thing. So and yet I'm not. Layer yourselves with su- with things other than fat. Fat, which yeah. is just not the vibe for me. <laughs> Although I guess it is it's the vibe not a vibe. <laughs> It's not, man. It is not. It's a lot aesthetic. easier to just eat a eat an extra large like stuffed crust pizza. I'll tell you what, that's the <laughs> correct way to warm yourself up. It's true. <laughs> anyway, um, I think we have an invocation. Today. We do. We do have an invocation. I'm very excited. We have one. One. One standalone. Ooh, Ooh. she said, "I don't want to be on an episode with everyone." Else. She said, "I, I don't need." An ensemble. I am. <laughs> not an ensemble. The ensemble. Ensemble. Hashtag not an ensemble. <laughs> the hell. Do people still hashtag things vocally? Is that out of fashion? Uh, apparently not. Because, you know, we watched the circles, so we hashtagging everything. Oh, every that's true. We did. Hashtag hashtagging everything. Yeah. Kenny and I are doing this annoying thing. Hopefully we don't do it for you guys on the episode, but we're doing this really annoying thing where we will say, hey, circle, and then we'll say the thing that we wanted to say to each other, like in each other's physical presence. Yeah. It's really it's irksome. Annoying. It's not cute. Feel free to roll your eyes at us because... Um, I am internally, and yet I keep doing it. So, uh, <laughs> so this next, uh, this Patreon that we are, this Patreon member. See, sorry, you this did Patreon. it. I did it I last know, week. I do you it. Did it. I fucking 
this patron of Patreon. Yeah. Whatever. Um, we will be invoking this person, and I am trying my best to not sing the train song and show my age. Please don't. Because this person might hate that. Yeah, I don't. feel strongly that this person might hate if I sing the train song because they probably get this train song sung to them all the time. Yeah. So I, I just don't, don't, please don't. So I'm going to say in my m- least melodic voice, welcome to the Haunted Heart Harem, Virginia. All right, my love, your candle is lit and is burning brightly right in between our mic stands. No need for an ensemble. Mm -mm. Lighting our way. Lighting our way through the end of this episode. We gonna need it, girl. It's a Kenny episode. I don't know what he's gonna talk about today. I don't know where we're going, but this candle, this little candle is gonna light our way through the end of the episode. Yes, it is. But we'll burn symbolically forever within our dark, dark hearts. Yeah, there you go. That, That was great. You did a good job. Thanks. Thanks for interrupting me. <laughs> I'm sure that Virginia appreciated it. I'm sure she also appreciated the uh, yee-yee truck in the background there, too. So Excellent. <laughs> that was going on. But anyway, yeah, no, we're going to uh, we're probably going to need it. I just want to put up. Uh, the warning. <laughs> but yeah, we are going to need it. We are going to need it. Uh, just scoot this candle a little closer to me. Thank you. Yep, okay. yep, yep, yep. You might want to do that. You might want to do that. So, you presented a great episode last week. Well, thank you. Um, and it inspired me to do better. <laughs> please, please don't. Because then we have to be better. It was a lot of work. Was like, a lot of work. Consist- also, can, can I just say, like, Round of applause for Kenny on the editing on the last episode. I scripted everything out and wrote in all these sound cues that I wanted like a bitch. (laughs) And then he's the one who actually had to take it from page and like make it actually happen. Yeah, I believe one of her edit notes was insert vintage summer noises. Yes, yes. And I'm like, what? What is a vintage summer noise? Yeah, that's the way I write sometimes. Uh, but I knew you'd get it. You got it. So what did it. I do? Fine. I inserted a copywritten song. Yes. <laughs> you did. You did. And then also edited said copywritten he was like, song. He was like, I found this cool song. Like, it's from the 80s. Like, it's from, like, that it's from 1984. And I was thinking that you found, like, some cool, obscure, like, bullshit. I was like, what song is it? And you played it for me. And I was like, this is fucking Banana Rama. <laughs> I mean, like, Yes. I, like, I mean, yes, it okay. is. I know that it's a. Uh, I, I know that it's a. Super, a I was like, well, song, maybe. But still, I was like, maybe we won't get in trouble if it's like a vintage, like like a not vintage, but like if it was like some shitty band from like the eighties that like nobody ever heard of, and then you played it, and I was like, well, listen, here we are. It's the perfect song. It was the perfect song. Uh, I mean, Did, I love I mean, that song. The lyrics talking mm-hmm. about voices that you can't understand. Yeah, it was perfect. I think you should let the art couldn't. speak for itself. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But um, uh, what what I'm trying to say is don't get don't get used to it. <laughs> yeah, as you know, you know over here it's about the trash talent. It is always about the trash talent. Um, we ain't so got yes. no editor. We are the editor. I am the fucking so editor, it? bitch. I got a nameplate. I got a nameplate that says Midnight Werewolf. It's true. The editor. It's because I gave it to you. <laughs> so never forget. 
Listen, I'll and I have it. no authority to <laughs> award you with that title. Whatever, whatever. Anyway, so yeah, fair warning. Uh, this episode may get a little dark. Uh, so trigger warning. Flashback to the other like ninety something episodes we've had. But well, yes. But I tried to like. I tried to not make it. Well, let's just go. Okay. Yeah, just get into <laughs> let's it. Let's just get into just it. Get but into it. Fair and then warning. We'll kind of see what it what it's going to be. Yeah. Fair warning for everyone. It this kind of a kind of a dark topic. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm ready. All right. June twenty fifth, two thousand seven, the Ukraine. 33-year-old Ekaterina Ilchenko went out one evening to meet a friend at her apartment for tea. After the two friends parted for the evening and said their goodbyes, Ekaterina was making her way home when she was viciously struck in the head with a blunt instrument. Ekaterina's body was found by her mother early the next morning. Within a short walking distance, Roman Tatarevich had been sleeping on a park bench, awoken by the shock of a blunt object cracking the side of his skull. His body was later found on the park bench, his face rendered unrecognizable. On July 1st, two more victims, Yevgenia Grishenko and Nikolai Serchuk. I'm just, I'm looking over at Katie Lake. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> like, please help. <laughs> please. All good. I am not from the Ukraine. Uh, they were found murdered in the nearby town of Novomoskovsk. Mm. This I should have thought about this before I <laughs> really should have thought it's all about good. this. There's lots it. of words. Lots of lots of letters. July sixth. We only got one listener in like Russia and the Ukraine combined, I cool. think, actually. We're all right. Cool. You're fine. They're not gonna make fun of you. I'm gonna make Are fun of you. Are they technically a listener a listener if they listened once and then stopped? <laughs> not sure. I think we still have just that one download I, in Russia. I might and count them. <laughs> Went away. <laughs> so July 6th, three more deaths. Igor Neshvoloda bludgeoned while walking home from a nightclub. Alina Shram, a 28-year-old night guard, was then murdered several blocks away. Valentina Hanza, a mother of three, wife, and care provider for her disabled husband, was the last in the murder spree on July 6th. July 7th. Two 14-year-old boys by the names of Andrei Sidyuk and Vadim Leakov went fishing, and during broad daylight, they were attacked. Vadim managed to escape, and fortunately, his friend was not as lucky. July 12th, Sergei Yadzenko was accosted at some point while riding his moped to visit his granddaughter. He was brutally attacked and tortured with blunt objects being thrust into his abdomen and his eye sockets. Yatzinko was 48 years old. He had recently been forced into retirement due to a cancerous tumor in his throat. Hmm. The treatment left him unable to speak for some time, but Yatzinko was unhappy with being unable to work and continued to find odd jobs around the village. He took on small construction projects, fixed cars, weaved baskets, and cooked for his family. He was beginning to regain his voice by the time of the murder. Yatzenko was married and had two sons and one grandchild. He also had a disabled mother whom he looked after. And as he took his last breath, I'm sure he could potentially hear his attackers. 
But is he still alive? He moves his arms despite I cut his veins. He's having a bad day. He's not dead and I have even picked his eyes out. I don't understand. How did he live? I touched his brain. Alright. Let's take a picture. And it's with that we now zoom out of the picture into December of 2008 where you're sitting and looking at your computer screen after having clicked on a seemingly fake video titled Three Guys, One Hammer. And you watch as a man that you don't even know draws his last breath. His face reflects in the light of your eyes as you exit out immediately and shut your computer off. Or maybe you don't exit out. Maybe you stay. Maybe you close your eyes. Maybe you gag. Maybe you're trying to desperately look for something that would point out that this was fake. Or maybe it's 2020 and you find yourself on a disreputable website that is challenging you to a task. The task is to make it through 20 of the internet's most vile videos, each worse than the last. And as you stomach through the first 19, you land on this one. You take a deep breath, rub your eyes, and click play. And through the camera, you see the cowardly attackers of a poor man lying helpless and dying in the dirt. So, this video was posted on a website that I found. Rotten.com? No, no, it's not. I'm not going to give out the name of the website. Um, but just, I, I found it accidentally. Okay. Um, while trying to research and, you know, just being the uh, glutton for punishment that I am, I clicked it. Yeah. Um, like I said, not going to give you the name of it, but it's essentially a website that challenges you to watch some of the most foul videos found on the web. There are 20 videos, each worse than the last. Um, the web page is very basic. It's got that, like... 90s, Angel fire like, vibe. Kind of. It's like yeah. black background. Oh, yeah. Primary colors. Oh, yes. Very, quite angel fire. Yeah. Very, very, very seedy. Yeah. Um, And so it's essentially just. Kind of a Heaven's Gate vibe. Pretty much. Except. <laughs> except less fun aliens and. Uh, yeah, I was going to say no fun aliens. No like pink neon like. 80s vibes this is like red you're gonna die vibes got it <laughs> or possibly uh download a virus into your computer who knows um so the website like i said it's black very black background simple lettering it has a warning a little box with a play button um and then another green button that says begin your journey the fuck you on the dark web you on some tour browser yeah, bullshit was. over there you, you really dark was. webbing i really was okay um yeah so it 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 was a little it was that um so i started watching and so it really kind of starts out very very simple okay um so the first video is just kind of like a, ooh, that's kind of gross moment. Like, these two people were arm wrestling, and then, like, one person, like... Snapped somebody's not arm. snapped it, but it, like, became dislocated a little. Like, it became dislocated, it looked like. Yeah. And, like, went over, and I was like, ooh, that's kind of gross, Don't but okay. Don't care for it. Right? 
But then, like, it just gets weirder. It gets darker. There's some porn on there, too. The porn wasn't... Porn was gross, but... Was it? Yeah. What happened? Uh, Well, there was one guy who um, put a bottle up his ass. Okay. A glass bottle. Okay. And it broke. I feel like I heard about that person. Yeah, it broke. Or we made a joke about that on the show. I think no, I think we I think I think I've heard about that person. Anyway. It's possible. Yeah. Um can't, there was you can't another be doing one that. that. Don't, no, don't don't do that. Don't don't do that to yourself. No. It was a hollow not a glass it was a not a bottle. It was just a, a regular glass, like a drinking glass. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Dude, like the fuck. She's gotta and she, she just gotta not. Yeah, so you know that's that 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 way leads to uh, that way leads to disappointment. You know what I mean? Nobody's gonna really fulfill you or fill you after that. You really you really don't want to head down that path. I bet Yee wants to head down that path. (laughs) He revved his engine. I'm like, we are outside of DC. What are y'all doing, folks? Anyway, Yee trucks are out. (laughs) The sun is up. Katie's people. The temperature is rising. Katie has heard I don't, the call of her people. I don't claim them. No. <laughs> no. Katie, put back your denim cutoffs. <laughs> I mean, I can roll with that vibe, but it's very much like a, like I can wear a Budweiser crop top and denim cutoffs, but it's in a very like Lana Del Rey, we're making commentary on this type of way and yeah. not a... I am genuinely in in this here. I'm sort of wearing it ironically. Some yeah. could say wearing it out of protest. Yeah. So, um, I was expecting some like crazy like animal cruelty videos. Thankfully, there were none on there because I Excellent. don't know how that was. I was like, mm. but um, I mean, there were other things that were. You know, there uh, was a video of. Um, the cartel beheading a man, which was rough for me. Fuck. That was the second to last. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, those really get me. Um, yeah. There was um, another video of a poor young lady who was uh, an escape artist practicing an escape trick in her bathtub filled with water. And it did not end well, unfortunately. Um, some said, like when I went to Reddit after the fact, because once you get on a CD website like this, you have to immediately go to Reddit. Yeah. Um, a lot of people on Reddit were saying that that one was proven to be fake. I don't know. But that okay. was like, it's kind of that weird, like, dissension into, like, complete and utter evil of the world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, like, just things that really make you feel like you have to take a shower after. Um, I... Almost did not finish the challenge because, like I said, that the beheading, like that, I have a weird, like I don't like that. Yeah, freaks me out. Um, and so, like, I almost didn't. I had to stop, and then I had to like compose myself and then come back to it. But um, I'm kind of glad I did because I pushed through that video, and then you know I ended up on this last video, um, and decided that I kind of wanted to go more into the story about what about who this gentleman was in the last video what was going on and that's how I ended up on the story about the uh, Nipro maniacs mm. which I thought was really um, 
uh, I thought it was, I thought it was just a really um, important story to tell because as I started reading more about the gentleman in the video uh, and learning more about him, I just felt like I needed to tell a little bit about who he was. Yeah, I it, this happens a lot when I cover true crime cases, and it, there's a lot of backlash with true crime being all the rage now. I mean, it's really been all the it's been all the rage. Um, we talked about the Lizzie Borden case and the fact that, you know, all the women, um, mostly women, showed up and packed the courthouses every single day of that trial. So true crime is no bigger now than it always has been. However, um, there is sort of a narrative, certainly in the traditional media outlets, um, and it's kind of going around um, – it's it's sort of like the counter response you know you have a movement and then you have a counter response and it's sort of a counter to the counter belief to the true crime movement right now is that um you know this is people are profiting off of the unfortunate stories of other people like people are profiting off of murder right which is of course not the case if if you understand. But there are lots of people who don't understand who see it as, you know, this is this is us profiting off telling a terrible story of something awful that happened to a real human being. And I always challenge that way of thinking with my outlook on it, which is that this terrible thing happened and nothing that I do is going to change the fact that this terrible thing happened to right. this person. But... I can change the narrative of what happened by telling their story. Right. And so by, you know, this this terrible thing happened, this video was taken um, of, this, of this man, and nothing that you do can change that. But now, having looked into it, having researched, having learned about him, you're now he's more one than of just... the you're you're now one of the keepers of his story right and it's the story that has to be kept alive um and that is something that we very much can do that we yeah. can contribute to is keeping his story alive and making sure that you know people know who this person was Right. Um, so it's never about the people who people outside the true crime community. They don't get it. It's 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 never about the murderer. It's not about the Jeffrey Dahmers. It's not about the Ted Bundys. It's it's not about the murderer. It's about the person whose life got snuffed out. And it's about telling their story. And it's about carrying them forward. Right. Like I said, it helped me understand who this person was and made him more than just some horrible disgusting video that i found online right um and i really wanted to just sort of talk about this man who i found to be um quite a quite a remarkable person sergey uh several years prior to this incident was involved in a in an accident a farming accident Mm -hmm. um to where the machine that he was in i think it rolled down a hill and he ended up being pinned underwater by this machine and uh he officially died that day and he was resuscitated and the doctors pretty much claimed that it was a miracle that he survived 
He hmm. technically died that day. Um, and then also with his bout with cancer. And then after that, uh, and his struggles. And then his um, ability to start recovering from that. Hmm. Um, gaining his voice back. Working. Mm-hmm. Still working. Even after being unable, really physically, to do so. Um, I just thought was really admirable. And I wanted to make sure that people knew that about this story. But after Sergey. 13 more murders followed. Fuck. Um, yeah. Often multiple bodies were found in the same day. Uh, the victims were always random, but almost always were in positions of vulnerability. Blunt objects were often used, such as hammers or steel pipes. Some experienced uh, complete barbaric and prolonged torture that I will mm. not get into. Mm. Um, all were mangled beyond recognition. Uh, no official link was made between all of these murders initially, but that all changed thanks to our lone survivor, the 14-year-old Vadim. Remember, he's the one that got away. Right. The 14-year-old that went fishing. Yes. Police initially believed that Vadim was responsible for the murder of his friend and placed him into custody. Mm, yeah. Reports say that he was subject to intense interrogation by the police until finally they realized that the young boy wasn't who they were looking for. Some reports said that the police beat him. I uh, mean, which is possible. Is possible, yes. Um, Vadim agreed to help the police and help them create a composite sketch of his attackers. Several days later, on July 14th, a 45 year old woman named Natalia Mamarshuk was riding her scooter in the nearby village of Diovka. As she was passing through a wooded area, two men ran towards her and knocked her down. They then took out a hammer or pipe and bludgeoned her to death as she lay on the ground. After she stopped moving, the men then jumped on her scooter and drove off. The attack was witnessed from a distance by many locals. They gave chase but quickly lost sight of the attackers. Hmm. This was in the middle of the day? Yes. The fuck? Two local children also witnessed the attack from up close, mm. hidden in a tent just a few feet away from where Mamachuk was murdered. They provided a detailed description that matched the one given by um, Vadim. Mm. A task force was quickly set up from Kiev, headed by lead criminal investigator Vasily Paskalov. Y'all gonna have to forgive me for these names. <laughs> like, it's hard out here <laughs> for an American in the Ukraine. So the manhunt soon grew soon grew to encompass most of the local law enforcement. Reportedly, over 2,000 investigators were working on the case. The investigation was initially kept secret. No official information about the murders was released, and local people were not warned about possible oh, attacks. Oh, you know, because why would they? Why? No, why? You know, is it's, that important? They're going to be all right. Is that important? No. Nah. Let's not tell people. We just people, had someone who was brutally you, attacked. You maybe should not be riding your bike outside. We we have like make sure you maybe have like maniacs someone on with you like please don't make yourself vulnerable to yeah. attacks yeah. like we're buddy not gonna, system buddy system we're not gonna we're not just want to casually gonna. remind people about the buddy system like it's like nothing to no. see here this woman was just brutally attacked yeah. and murdered in broad daylight but nothing to see here yeah great job good good call <laughs> yeah nailed it um so 
The local people were not warned about possible attacks, nor were they provided with descriptions of the subjects either. Which, if you've got a composite sketch, I'm pretty sure the purpose of that is to try to find that person and, like, put that out there so other people can identify that person. Mm. Yeah. Right? Am I, am I correct in assuming that? Uh, in most cases, yes. Uh, sometimes there, sometimes law enforcement doesn't immediately. So in most cases, when you have a composite sketch that's done, it is released to the public. Um, and the, and law enforcement is reaching out to the public. Hey, do you see a dude who looks like this dude? Send us to that dude (laughs) or send that dude to us. Send that dude to us. But sometimes law enforcement can like, it's, they've been known to sit on a sketch for a while. Um, Especially in, in a case where there's only been one victim who has survived um, and been able to ID the perpetrator. Um, if you really only have one person's information going into the composite sketch, it could be they could be doubtful um, of the accuracy of it. Um, you're only really going off one person's opinion, and it could it could serve a composite sketch is the type of thing that could serve to like really narrow in a case to soon right Right. um and you don't want to be releasing a composite sketch that effectively looks no nowhere close to your your perp which could be the case if you're going off of one 14 year old boy's you know opinion who obviously was scared at the time and probably wasn't taking in information you know there's a lot of factors that go into it so i could see not doing that i cannot see not warning the public that there's a danger that they should be careful yeah 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 I mean, at this point, we've had how how many murders? It's like, there's been almost to like thirteen. Yeah, it's there's, it's, it's a been lot. In the teens. Uh, yeah. Far more than is acceptable. Right, which would be zero. Well, <laughs> thankfully, I mean, with these things happening, rumors spread. Mm-hmm. Um, so rumors kind of spread around the town, and it kind of kept you know most of the local population at least somewhat vigilant via Got it. gossip and rumor and word Excellent. of mouth, right? Excellent. They educated themselves. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Um, but a scary time if you think about it. Like, if you are, you know, out, like, trying to live your life. Yeah. Do your thing. Yeah. And, and you've got this crazy, like, you know, serial killer going around. Mm-hmm. Um. It has to be a scary time. I mean, if you think about it, this at this point, um, you know, it's not just one particular type of person. It's literally just anyone who is vulnerable. Right. It's women. It's men. Right. It's children. It's yeah. anyone. Um, so no one really felt safe. Mm-hmm. So eventually, the investigators uh, selectively distributed the sketches, eventually, mm. uh, and lists of stolen property uh, were sent to local pawn shops. Because what they were doing was also taking robbing these people. And robbing these people. Got it. Okay. Uh, and then clearly around. not the motivation. Not the, not motivation. the primary motivation because it's massive overkill um, in what they're doing with the bludgeoning and the torturing, but they're also profiting off of it. Yes. And on July twenty third, two thousand and seven, nineteen year olds Victor Sayenko and Igor Suprinyuk walked into a pawn shop trying to unload a phone. When the shop owner turned the phone on to check for functionality, the police were notified and able to track its location. The two boys were arrested soon after at the counter of the fucking pawn shop. Boys? Yes. How old were they? They were 19. 
Oh. So young men, but boys. I'm calling them boys. Ooh. Ugh. 19. Oh, 19 years old. I'm calling them boys. They're most definitely not men. Yeah, no. Um. So they were arrested at the pawn shop. Great job getting them right there. Love Hell that. Yeah. You know, it was a bad day when you're arrested at the pawn shop. Fuck. It's a tough Can't time. Can't say that I've ever been there. Look, you, know, you know your life is not, not going well when you get arrested at the pawn shop counter. That is true. It's not working out. Nope. You got to reevaluate Maybe some things. some life choices, yes. You got to think. You got to think this through. <laughs> yes, definitely. So a third suspect, Alexander Hanza, was also arrested that day at his home trying to dispose of evidence, like stolen phones and other property. Hmm. The three boys had known each other for the majority of their lives and hung out together frequently. Supposedly, Igor and Victor bonded through. It was really weird. So, like, bonded through having like lackey type names. Pretty much. Igor and Victor. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> lackey names. Um, but there was this weird bullshit about um, they connected through a fear of heights, which they overcame by like hanging over their 14th floor balcony railing until their fear went away. So, like, their thing was to, like, attack their fear with fear. It's the most fucking edgelord shit I've ever Honestly, heard in my life. right? I, right. as, like, fucking, queen of the edgelords, denounce that behavior as too edgelordy. Piece of <laughs> the shit. Fuck. Um, Alexander claimed to be the most squeamish of the three, couldn't even stand the sight of blood. No. Supposedly, he had a fear of blood. Okay. And so the sure, other boys, Jan. yeah, well, so the other boys suggested that the best way to get over this was to see it firsthand. And they initially started out with um, some bullshit fucking uh, animal cruelty type shit. Hmm. Like, not even going to get into it. No, but like, let's not. That's where they started with that fucking stupid ass dumb shit yeah well because um, it's, because they're going for whatever is easiest yes. so they're going for something helpless and yes. an animal it, but it in was certain weird. circumstances is helpless it was strange because another piece of information was that alexander again who was the one that was the most squeamish of the three uh-huh. also had said that he or it is said not that he said but he wouldn't even like give his cat a hot like a warm bath because he thought that it would because he was afraid that it would scald it like he was supposed to be very like hmm. you know like he didn't want to like he was very weird about that sort of thing okay like an overprotective of its cat because it's like his because it, it was his it's his it's an but, extension of him and his he owns that cat right but like but another cat is not I, I mean his. i guess but like my mind i can't like separate the, like you know what i mean like i can't like i'm not gonna just be nice to my cat like i want yeah, well, you're, all well, the you're, cats. Well, you're also not a sociopath though and that True. that would be the main difference True. so not knowing anything else about his profile if he were to be a sociopath not saying that's the case but if he were for them it's like the cat and we see this a lot of times with sociopaths that have kids um it's not that the kid is a kid and you don't want to hurt the kid because it's a kid or that the cat is a cat and you don't want to hurt the cat because it's a harmless animal, like a defenseless animal. Right. It's that the cat 
or pet or child is an extension of themselves and they care about themselves. So their protectiveness of that animal has nothing to do with the fact that it's, I mean, we see it all the time in um, killers who, who do hurt animals, but they are always nice to their animal or they always feed their dogs on time or their dogs are treated really well. Well, it's because the dog is an extension of them. And that doesn't extend to all other dogs because all other dogs aren't an extension of them. Makes sense. You know, it's it's about their ego. At the end of the day, it just comes down to Makes sense. To that. I was, that's, yeah, because I was just sitting there like, how could you, like, that just, it just seemed like such a, a hypocritical thing to me. I'm like, yeah. I was just, it, I didn't, I couldn't wrap my mind around that. So, yeah. but that make mm. but that does make sense. Um, good. It's good that you can't <laughs> wrap your mind around it because just, that would mean you're a sociopath. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. They kind of, so that's kind of where they started. Um, Mm -hmm. They kind of, after that, took the, you know, typical path. They kind of graduated from the smaller crimes to larger crimes. They went from theft to violence, uh, animal cruelty, and then eventually where they ended up with was murder. Yeah. Um, It's kind of a one-way road. Yeah. So the three boys were charged with involvement in 29 separate incidents, including 21 murders and eight more attacks where the victims survived. Mm. Super Nyuk was charged with 27 of the cases, including 21 counts of capital murder, eight armed robberies, and one count of animal cruelty. Sayenko was charged with 25 instances, including 18 murders, five robberies, and one count of animal cruelty. Mm. Hansa was only charged with two counts of armed robbery, stemming from a March 1st, 2007 incident. Mm-hmm. So our third guy was never, he did not murder anyone, but he was there and he was actively Okay, so he involved. was, because pre- that was going to be present. my next question is, it, was he there? Was he yes, present? but they okay. could only charge him with the two counts of robbery. Got it. I mean, I, mean, I don't know anything about Ukrainian law. <laughs> I know if you were in the States, if you were present, you you could be charged with a whole bunch of bullshit, like accessory to murder. I mean, and, fuck yeah. Yeah, depending on what they could prove. And what they couldn't prove, you could potentially even still catch a murder charge just for being there and being present and not stopping it, not attempting to, and also not fucking reporting it. True. hmm. So all three confessed quickly, although Suprinyak later withdrew his confession. Their trial began in June of 2008. Suprinyak pleaded not guilty, while the other two suspects pleaded guilty to all charges. Suprinyak quickly removed his original defense lawyer in replace of his own father. Very Draco Malfoy, like, let me put my father here. Interesting. Was his father a lawyer? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I his was thinking his was father was like a sheep farmer or something. No, his father was a lawyer. Would be odd. <laughs> so, of course, they went with what? An insanity plea. Oh, okay. But yeah. clearly, with all of the evidence left behind, and also videos of them, you know, showing yeah. like that they were in there, you know, in a frame of mind to just fucking commit murder because right. they wanted to. Well, the key. The key I mean, you're not going to get a fucking insanity uh, defense if you're if you're stealing people's shit and selling it and profiting off of it. Like yeah. you're not going to fucking. Yeah. Potentially, you could even get an insanity. I feel like potentially you could even get an insanity defense if you if you were filming it. Because honestly, if you had no like if you if you could argue that you were that outside of your mind that you thought it was like that this was a fine thing to record. I mean, you're not trying to cover it up, right? 
Right. But if you're stealing their shit and selling it at the pawn shop, well, you fucked. It, it, Go fuck yourself with yeah. your insanity plea. True. There, it goes a little... It, there's uh, Yeah, there's a little more about the recording um, mm, that I will okay. get into. Um, so this guy, this fucking little child, puts his father in. Um, and it, it just kind of... This case was so weird to me um, as far as the trial is concerned. They mm. went really all over the place. It kind of felt like to me that they like, we're going to start out with an insanity plea. Well, well, that didn't work. So let's try this. Let's I believe the strategy is called... Uh grasping at straws pretty much so uh yeah um with that the defense went for the evidence sayenko uh who was uh we're gonna say um which that's his father mm-hmm. igor <laughs> another fucking oh he was also igor? Name. he was an also he was another igor so Got i was it. like so igor sayenko which is the which was the father, um, raised questions about the videotape of the searches conducted in the suspect's apartments. According to him, the oh, tape... Oh, that's the, that's the videotape we're going to talk about? No. We're going to talk about that video? No. You fucking... I'm, I'm criticizing him. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, the, this child just videoed himself right. murdering, what was it, 21, 25? It was like over 20, 20 plus people, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we're going to talk about the video that was taken of the search of their apartment and like right. why that wasn't fair. Right. So we, you want to talk about that video? Yeah, that's exactly oh, that where one? he went. Yeah, that's exactly where he went. Okay. Me According, as the judge. Oh, well, that's the video you want to talk about. Oh, okay. Okay. Just making just making sure, just clarifying. And not this video and then like Not these 20 something videos? Yeah. Got uh it. he claimed that the tape constantly stopped and restarted showing the evidence obtained only after being picked up by investigators, but never the actual moment of discovery. The legal team, which is fishy, it, that is a little weird. It's the jump cut defense. That is weird. Many a YouTuber has been criticized of this. It's all in the blame, or, or a RuPaul's Drag Race queen, blame it on the editing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so... We can't blame shit on the editing. No, we can't, girl, because I'm just, the editor. This goddamn boring. No, I'm kidding. So the legal team also denied that the people shown in the murder videos uh, were the suspects, claiming that they are recognized instantly as different individuals. So what he was trying to say was that the people in the videos uh, and all of this evidence was not them. Oh, okay. Yeah, which was completely stupid because it a thousand percent was them. (laughs) He's just like pausing it on certain frames yeah. and he's like, that's not me. Pretty totally much. doesn't that's look not like my, me. That's look exactly at me. what he was doing. He's like standing beside the TV and he's like, that, that doesn't look like me. That's exactly what his father was doing. He was like pausing it and like, that's not him. Wow. And then it's like, sir, you have you lost your goddamn mind? Interesting. That is interesting strategy. And by strategy, I mean a lack thereof. Lack thereof. Uh, he also argued that there was a fourth suspect that had been initially charged with the murders, but then was suspiciously released. This was actually corroborated by the sister of one of the victims who claimed that this person was with the group that night of her sister's murder. Hmm. I couldn't figure out, I couldn't find more about this or how the the sister hmm. knew that these people were with. Her sister at the time of death right um 
so I, I tried finding a little bit more information about that, but apparently one of the victim sisters did corroborate that there was a strange fourth mystery person. That's unsettling. Um, yeah. Um, but mm. when they attempted to bring it up in court, the judge told them to sit down. <laughs> Katie is a judge. Be humble. Sit down. I'm going to tell you what. Put Miss Judge Judy on there. <laughs> she won't have none of your shit. She won't. She's Not at all. You to tell him to sit down. She doesn't. So, who is this fucking judge? Like, is this Kendrick Lamar? Like, the court of down. Kendrick Lamar? Sit down. Sit Be down. humble. <laughs> Hold up, bitch. Anyway. So, <laughs> Daddy Lawyer. That's what I'm going to call him. Okay. Daddy Lawyer. Daddy Lawyer Esquire. Yeah. Claimed that the, quote, real killers uh, had wealthy and powerful relatives. Uh, quite like having a lawyer for their father, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but claimed that they had powerful relatives that were essentially uh, using these other boys as scapegoats. He also claimed to have interviewed an escaped victim who didn't want to be named out of fear for their life. This victim is said to have made the claim that there were other people initially arrested for the murders, but were let go due to pressure put on by these hmm. mystery families out in the ether somewhere. This Illuminati-style family is trying to protect the actual murders, murderers. Um, and supposedly, two investigators were fired as well. Hmm. So there's, like, some weird stuff going on. There's, like, some corroboration where it, like... But then not. Yeah, that's dicey. So that's very dicey. It's a little dicey. So there were two investigators yeah, be- that well, were fired from that. There's a long history of police corruption in that in that part of the world, and it stems from the fact that you know, for a long time, Ukraine was occupied by um, USSR, and they had horrible, horrible police practices, and there was a massive amount of corruption, especially through the 90s. Yeah. And so being that our case is in the mid 2000s, like yeah. that certainly could have carried over there's a lot of smarmy police deals happening over there even today and so that's kind of that holds a little bit of credence with me um i could see that i could definitely see that happening yeah uh well the court um showed all of the evidence including the video footage of the murders um and even of the boys attending the funerals of the victims because they took videos of that um, Did nobody question like who the fuck these dudes are that are here with their camcorder? I'm not sure. I would definitely question. Well, apparently in these videos and pictures, um, they were there. They were shown flipping off the coffins. Um, again, the defense tried to claim that the pictures had been altered in some way. Mm. Um, but an expert uh, was brought in and uh, in their opinion... Uh, they verified that the films and pictures were genuine. Mm. Um, which, again, if you're trying to play devil's advocate, like, who I'm is this sure expert? That, like, who is yeah, this expert, can, right? Yeah, like, yeah. who is this expert? Like, mm-hmm. I'm sh- pretty sure, you know, given everything that you, you know, kind of, kind of mentioned about corruption, someone could easily be bought off to, said, yeah. to say what they it want. It ain't nothing to buy an expert. But, um, you get them on sale. They also, after all of that, when they found that the um, evidence sort of route they were taking just wasn't working out, um, they also claimed that his son had a psychological dependence on um, 
or excuse me, Victor, the other boy, um, claimed that he had a psychological dependence on Igor, who was essentially seen as the ringleader. Mm. Um, they claimed that Supernyuk repeatedly threatened Sayinko and that he feared for his life. Um, Sayinko testified in court saying that he had been in constant fear of Supernyuk since the seventh grade. Mm. So that's kind of the route that Victor's defense went with that. Yeah. Um, in February the, on, on February the 11th, 2009, the court in Dniprov found Igor and Victor guilty of premeditated murder and sentenced both to life imprisonment. Um, Igor was found guilty of 21 murders, while Sayenko was found guilty of 18. They also received 15-year sentence after being found guilty on the robbery charges. Um, Alexander Hansa, who was not involved in the killings, was found guilty of robbery and sentenced to nine years in prison. All three were also found guilty on the animal cruelty charges. Several appeals have been made over the years. All have been denied. Uh, and Sayenko's father still claims that his son is innocent until this day. Hmm. Um, the prosecution did not establish a motive behind the killings. Local media reported the killers had a plan to get rich from the murder videos they recorded. One suspect's uh, girlfriend reported that they planned to make 40 separate videos of murders. And I'm like, wait, so this bitch knew? What happened to her? Couldn't find anything about her. Mm. Um, and this was corroborated by a former classmate who claimed he often heard Supernyuk was in contact with a, an unknown, quote, rich foreign website operator who hmm. ordered 40 snuff videos and would pay lots of money once they were made. Regional Security Chief Ivan Stupak rejected the claim that the murders were committed to make internet snuff videos, uh, saying that there was no evidence of this. Um, detectives said that we think that doing it, we think they were doing it as a hobby to have a collection of memories when they get old. Um, Deputy Interior Minister Nikolai Kupian, Kupiansky commented, uh, quote, for these young men, murder was like entertainment or hunting. At the trial, it emerged that Supernyuk collected newspaper cuttings about the case and some photographs of the crimes had captions added, including, quote, the weak must die, the strongest will conquer. Hmm. So, in closing, I just want to ask you to think a little longer about the links you click and the videos you watch online, because whether or not we'd like to admit it, there is true, unabashed evil that permeates our world. And as we continue into an age where social media is so accessible, anyone can hit the share button. So, mm. what are your thoughts? I... I'm very... Had you heard of this case? I had heard of it, but I never looked into it. So okay. I'm not familiar with any of the details, but I had heard the name of it. Um, and I knew that it took place in Ukraine, but I had never... It, it always seemed like such a tangled web that I just, like, hadn't ever looked at it uh, through, you know, through a microscope. But it it is... It's interesting because there's... There's the narrative of... You know, they did this thing, and like, so there's the narrative of they're guilty, right? Right, right, right. right. And and they did it, and that's awful. Um, somebody did it, and it is terrible. Um, 
so there's the narrative of they're guilty, they're terrible. Um, but then there's like all these like weird unsettling pieces like the, you know, sister of the victim who mentioned this fourth mysterious person. Right. And, you know, the, what we do know about about law enforcement in that part of the world not necessarily being the most reputable agency um, that there is. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, maybe... The, I don't know if there's validity to the claim that the victims had wealthy family members. It doesn't sound like it. Um, they don't sound like they had, you know, like with the guy who you were talking about, he doesn't sound like he had a bunch of wealthy family members. Otherwise he wouldn't still be working and trying to take care of his ailing mother. Right. You know, like that doesn't sound to me like somebody who came for money. Um, so, but, but, we have seen cases where law enforcement jumps to convict because they want a scapegoat because they want to be able to tell the public we caught this person. It's done. But I think the most compelling piece of evidence for the fact that they were in fact guilty is the fact that after they got locked up, the murder stopped. True. So something changed. Yeah. Cause otherwise you got a crazy, you know, people like a, a killer like that who has revved up to that level of insanity. And it sounds like they really, I mean, there is some escalation there in the fact that we started out with, um, you know, we, we started out with people just being attacked and bludgeoned, and then we get to immense torture, which you didn't go into a lot of the details of the torture, but it is very, very disturbing. Yes. Um, so there is some escalation there in that we went from, like, bludgeoning murder to torture murder, um, but it sounds like they really just, like, hit the ground running, so to say, and people like that don't stop. Like, you don't, you, once you ramp up to that level, you you don't stop. It doesn't just cease. Yeah. Um, it would be very rare uh, for yeah. that for that to happen. So, so that, to me, is pretty compelling evidence that when you lock them up, it stops. If it was somebody else, it wouldn't have stopped. Yeah. Um, but... But it is kind of, you know, it's one of those cases that kind of, it, there is that lingering question of like, hmm, well, what if they actually were scapegoated? Yeah. Interesting. I'm not exactly sympathetic because I, I don't think they were. I don't I don't think that they were. Um, I Igor like, sounds like a dick. Yeah. Um, I don't think that they were. I think that uh, I was like, well, let me see. I was like trying to look at, you know, the pictures match faces to right. what I saw in the video. And I'm like, this is like a thousand percent them. I'm like, uh -huh. what are you like? I'm like, I don't, I don't see where it would have been doctored. I mean, as a, as a professional photo editor. Oh myself, my God. Uh, <laughs> I have a Photoshop <laughs> subscription and I think this is definitely <laughs> undoctored. Was that um, the, the, the photo expert that yeah, they yeah, hired? Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> it was um, the one guy who had Photoshop. To me, the the case was just, it was insane because it, it happened, like, it hit the ground running. Like, they yeah. started, and then, like, within a matter of, you know, in a span of several days, which I think it was, like, quite a, almost a month or so like that, mm. um, a little less than 30 days, um, where they were just, like, bam, bam, one after the other. And right. the fact that... It always unnerves me and makes me sick to my stomach when I 
see these things about people who, because I watched this video. Yeah. What I could of it. Yeah. Um, And I could not watch all of it because it just completely goes against human nature and the fact that like yes it's murder but the fact that you add on the layers of like you really have like no sympathy no empathy there's like nothing human yeah, it's about just you e- yeah, it's the just fact evil. that you were just pure evil and you just are videotaping this just because you fucking can just because you feel right. like you have some sort of power or control over somebody mm-hmm. when in reality you are not shit you are a fucking worthless piece of shit who you don't even compare to the gentleman or any of them but in particular, this gentleman that you murdered who fought cancer, who came back from the fucking dead. Yeah. And obviously tried his best to provide for his family and loved his family. Like, right, you are nothing. You are absolute nothing. You do not match his power. Right. And just a pissed off kid with a rock. You know? That's pretty much all you are. Yeah. You are um, nothing but a fucking child burning ants with a magnifying glass. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you are. And that's all I have to say on that. Yeah. It, I mean, it's. There's clearly something. It's it's rare and, that, that 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 a case starts the way that this one does with. um with a crime because bludgeoning is not like bludgeoning is pretty fucking brutal right yeah. like you have to if if this were to happen in a different context we would call it a crime of passion or we would call it you know rage right um where crime of passion meaning not love but intense emotion right? right so that emotion can be love it can be disappointment it can be rage um but this is the type of thing that we would say you know this this if you were a cop and you stumbled across this you'd say this person was killed by somebody close to them because of the amount of overkill right, right, right. because there had to be some sort of rage there to justify the amount of overkill usually in random stranger killings there's not that amount of violence incorporated because there's not a grudge there it's just right. a random person so right. um for a case to start out the way that this one does at such a like this thing starts on like level 10 right um there's no ramp up there is an escalation but it goes from like really bad to way worse than really bad right um and that's unusual it's it's but um one thing with the murderers being 19 we know that when we have teen murderers, frequently the violence is way worse. The violence is turned way up um, because you have teenagers in general are more passionate. They have more hormones racing through their bodies. They're just more fucking crazy, to be completely honest with you, um, than the average adult. So that is kind of working in favor of this being um, – this being so much worse from from Jump Street. But then you have the relationship between Victor and Igor, which is kind of interesting because it does seem very much, from the way that you were telling the story, it seems very much like Igor is the 
main antagonist and Victor is sort of sucked into this. Victor and Alexander are sort of sucked into this, not to excuse their actions, but there's a power dynamic that's at play there Mm -hmm. that we see a lot of times in duo murderers, um, people who work in pairs, that there's one person is sort of, there's an emotional attachment there that goes beyond what is normal or socially acceptable in our in our society right um there's a codependency issue there a lot of times and there's one side of that who is sort of controlling it um but often interestingly what we see when we look at at relationships like that it seems like the like it may seem like igor is in charge and he's the antagonist and he's leading the charge but in actuality, Victor has a whole lot more control in that situation than one might think. Right. Right. Um, and he is fueling Igor's need to lead because if there was no one to lead, then you wouldn't need to be a leader. Right. Right. So it, it's that element of it is kind of fascinating. And then you have this third guy who may just be completely fucking lying about being squeamish, to be perfectly honest. True. Like, yeah. You know, I, yeah, I mean, he wasn't um, shown in it. From what I understand, he was not shown in the videos um, engaging in any of the acts. But he was but shown he was to be present. There. So he was a lurker. Um, so, and I think he is actually, at this time, he's free. Oh, okay. Now. I think he got, uh, it was nine years. Yeah, so he was just released a couple mm. years ago. Thanks. So... Um, but yeah, that's, that's my, that's my case for you guys today. So, yeah. um, I Man, don't I'm sure I'm glad we you. have Virginia's candle cause that I'm, was quite I told dark. You it was quite dark. Um, I obviously I'm not going to be the one to sit here and tell you not to do something, but like, I, I'm not providing the link or the website or wherever it is just because it just doesn't. If you guys are gonna find it, you'll probably find it on your own anyway. But I don't. I'm not gonna direct you there to it. Um, just like I said, just be careful. How about did it what get posted? Uh, Does anybody know? Like, how did it reach the internet? If this was like a hobby thing and they were just filming it for themselves, I it just leaked. I don't. I don't Who know the if fuck they leaked was like, it. Let me put this on Facebook. Why do you have uh, anything yeah. that's leaked on yeah. on anywhere? Um, I mean. Shit. I'm not 100% sure if he if they leaked it them. I don't think that they did. I think it just ended up being leaked. Yeah. Um earlier on. I think it cuz it was leaked in 2008. Mm-hmm. So I think like a year after these it was leaked yeah. and someone gave it some stupid name and um and yeah. That's where it went. Yeah, I think I mean I I I certainly am guilty of like all these like videos and shit like that. I mean, I'm not anymore. Because we do this, but but before before this life in another life in another world, I 
all of that shit, I was like, ah, oh, that shit's fake. Like the starting with the two girls one cup thing and going through all of that shit. I'm like, oh, that's all fake. All of it's fake. Yeah. But like sometimes it's not. Like sometimes it's real. There's another case that's very famous that Netflix decided to make a fucking like it's the story of a psychopath who just wanted to gain uh, fame for himself, and Netflix went ahead and gave it to him by making yep. a fucking documentary yep, about sure it. Sure did. Um, and he is sitting in prison right now, jacking off to the fact that there's a Netflix documentary about him that's right. out there. Uh, I refuse to mention his name on the show. I'm sure that you are aware of his name, um, but he had a little something to do with a video involving cats, uh, and that's all we'll say. He's also a fucking murder and a scumbag, and I'll never say his name on the show, but sometimes he also posted videos online. Sometimes the shit's real. Yeah, no, it it is, and this is, and this all happened, like, this was 2007, so, like, you know, this is when, like, when did YouTube start? I feel like it was around there, around that time, or just before that time. But it was, a, it was yeah. at a time where you know we we're seeing the birth of like social media sharing, video sharing. Like a mm-hmm. lot of that was gaining popularity, um, and and there's just there's just a lot of dark shit out there. Yeah, like whether or not you want to believe it. I try not to believe it. Like when I look at something and I'm just like, I just want this to be fake. Like it has to be fake. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) like going through these other videos, there's, like I said, you've got the guy shoving a fucking glass up his ass. Didn't mean to rhyme, but, uh, and, or you've got like this guy with a fucking, he's got his dick cut split in half. And he's drilling a, he's got a fucking drill in his dick going, going at it. And I'm like, what the fuck? People are fucking sick. Yeah. People are twisted. Yeah. The internet's a dark place. Y'all stay away from it. <laughs> Get off the internet. Get off the internet. That's what we're saying. Live in a tin house with a, with a. Just with a listen fucking, to your podcasts. That's all. With a short rave radio. <laughs> So yeah. that you can get uh so that you can get the podcast. Yeah. yeah. No. Well thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um why don't you tell them where else they can pretty get this fucked. fucking podcast? <laughs> yeah, if you decide yeah, other than shortwave radio. Um if you decide that you'd like to still be a member of the internet, um, jury's out for me. Um you can find us on Instagram at the Haunted Heart Podcast, on Twitter at the Haunted Heart. Uh, you can also email us anytime to tell us something nice. Email us, tell us something nice. Something nice, tell something us good. Something nice about your day. Oh, I've got something nice. Or your week. I've got something nice. What? We dropped down to a 4.5 in, in our reviews. Amazing. So, with that, I'm going to tell you to get on your fucking uh, podcast app. Rate us five stars, bitch, because. If you love this show, we want to know. <laughs> <laughs> and if you leave us a fun, witty, you know, review, we will talk about it on the air for we you. Will. We will. Uh, oh, and then there's Patreon. Yeah. If you want a Patreon. candle lit for you at the beginning of the episode, if you would like to send us to send you an invocation. If you would like to light our darkness. Yes. We need it. We need it. Um. <laughs> If you would like all of those good vibes for health, wealth, and happiness, like the ones that we sent Virginia at the beginning of the episode, you can find us at patreon.com slash the haunted heart. And it's the haunted heart, right? 
Yeah. Not the Haunted Heart Podcast. Yeah. Whatever. Search for us, girl. You'll find us. Uh, Patreon.com slash the Haunted Hearts. You can become a supporter of the show. And uh, we have all sorts of cool extra shit for yeah, you do. on there. Yeah. And we really appreciate it. It helps us uh, helps us keep keep getting the show out to you. Keep keep bringing you down with sad ass stories like this one. And uh, that's true. Yeah. I'm gonna have to figure out a way week. to redeem us next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next week we're gonna cover fucking My Little Pony. I don't know. Shit. We're Actually, My Little Pony gets kinky from what I hear. So yeah, there's a lot. There's <laughs> a lot there. There's bronies. There's there's a lot to be mentioned. All right, guys. So while we wash our fucking eyeballs out. Eyeballs? I'm going to wash my eyeballs. Katie's going to wash her balls. I'm just going to wash it all. <laughs> and you know what you got to do, folks. Until next time. Stay, Stay spooky. spooky.